Welcome, 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 welcome back to Locked On 76ers. I'm your host, Keith Pompey. Happy Thursday to you. It's Thursday, January the 21st. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. So go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. I'm telling you, do it today. It's worth it. But today what we'll talk about is we're going to basically dissect yesterday's victory. The Sixers won 117-109 to um, defeated the Boston Celtics. So we'll talk about that game. I mean, Joel Embiid has been phenomenal, phenomenal in these games. So we'll talk about that performance, first segment. Uh, we'll talk about, uh, you know, uh, basically break down he and, what he and Marcus Smart had to say after the game in the second segment. In the third segment, I just want to talk about things that come to mind, right? So I want to talk about that. But the first, I mean, like, man, Joel, I'm telling you. You know, Joel Embiid, you know, I, you know a lot of people... We're talking about MVP for Joel. I don't know if MVP just because he's already missed four games, right? So to me, him missing four games is is, is kind of like hard to do, right? I mean, you know, for him to miss four games is, is hard for him to do in regards to making uh MVP, like four out of the, what, 12 or whatever game, 15 games they played. Now, if what I'm saying is he's playing great, don't get me wrong, but if he continues to miss a bunch of games, it may hinder him in regards to getting all-stars. I mean, excuse me, MVP, just because they're going to say, well, look at, look at these other guys. They played more games. Their team may have a better record. Yada yada, you know how that thing goes. However, <coughs> you cannot, you cannot take away from what he's doing. I mean, yesterday my man finished with a game high of forty-two points to go with ten rebounds, two assists, two steals, and a block. Now this came two games after finishing with forty-five points and sixteen rebounds. <coughs> Embiid enjoined Washington Wizards standout Bradley Bill as the only players with multiple 40-point performances this season. Embiid is the only player with multiple 40 and 10 games. On Wednesday, he was unstoppable from the start, scoring 12 first-quarter points, but his best quarter came in the third when he scored 14 on 5-for-7 shooting. MB got a chunk of his points from the foul line, making 17 and 21 free throws. Now, it's crazy. Like, for C, MB missed four free throws is a lot. <laughs> but, you know, he was 17 and 21, so you can't say that. But so he could have had a little bit of a better performance, right? I mean, he could have dominated more. Now, let me tell you this. This is it. We're, we're talking about MB tied Hall of Famer Billy Cunningham for the third most 40 and 10 rebound performances in team history with 10, right? Right? Hall of Famers Wilt Chamberlain 
and Charles Barkley are the only Sixers with more. So we're talking about he is he is basically flirting. I mean, he's in the same class as you know, putting up numbers as the same class as Hall of Famers. You know what I mean? Like he's basically putting up the same numbers as as certain Hall of Famers. So when you when you dissect that, you're saying, "Wow, this is great." You know, this is great. And I'm telling you, the Sixers, the Sixers are, are fortunate right now to have him. I mean, I said this before. Um, Joel is shown a leadership. He's shown um, being a selfless side, but at the same time, he's doing that, and he's still able. While he's doing that, he's still able to um, to to rack up a lot of points, a lot of points. I mean, the man is balling, so I, I give him that. Now, in regards to this game, this game was. You know, I talk to friends. We go back and forth. Some people says, well, you really can't put a lot of stock in this. I think you can. I mean, let's face it. This is the only team that they defeated that at this particular time has a winning record. <laughs> I mean, you can't make that up, right? So, and then not only that, this, I know that Jason Tatum didn't play. I know that Kyrie was on a minutes restriction, Right? But this was Furkan Korkmaz's first game back. Um, Seth Curry didn't play, right? Now, again, you may argue, like, we're talking all-stars. You're talking guys who are, like, role players, so to speak, right? I get it. But the Boston Celtics were the one team that basically led to, or I ain't going to say led to, but they completed what turned out to be the dismantling of the Sixers last year. Completed. After the Sixers were swept, it led to them giving this team a facelift. So for them to come out there and play, well, I think that, again, it's still early. But I think that is, this is what the Sixers needed. They needed to show this. Because let's face it, you know, when they went to Brooklyn, they got smacked. Right? Brooklyn was without their stars. Right? Sixers got smacked. Then after that, they go to Denver. They get, I mean, they they play Denver. They get mollywhopped just because, like, hey, they they were a shell of themselves. So this was a, a test. Even though you can say, yeah, they didn't have this person, they didn't have that person. To me, it still was more of a test than it was, you know, them playing like uh, the Miami Heat and all that other crazy stuff. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. You know what else is, is what it is, y'all? Built Bar. I love me some Built Bar. And I'm just so elated that Built Bar is the sponsor for this, this podcast. Now, let me tell you about Built Bar. Like, right now, I'm sitting here looking at one right now, right? You can hear it. And you can hear it. Like, can you hear the noise? Yeah, yeah. It's a salted caramel Built Bar. It's 100% real... Real chocolate, zero glue, is 130 calories, 17 grams of tasting, I mean protein, <laughs> and it's 100% taste. I'm telling you, right here, so if you love 
salted caramel. You love your chocolate, but you want to be healthy. Um, Built Bar is the way to go. Now, let me tell you this. Do yourself a favor today. As soon as you get done with this podcast, go log on to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON and treat yourself. You will never regret it. You're going to get 20% off your next purchase. So do that today. Wait till you get, as soon as you get off this podcast, when the podcast is over with, what you do is you just log on to BuiltBar.com and take care of things today. I'm telling you, you won't regret it. Another thing you won't regret is subscribing to this podcast. You can subscribe to this podcast wherever you subscribe to podcasts at. Also, do yourself a favor and follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers and Instagram at Pompeii on Sixers. In addition to being the host of this podcast, I am the 76ers beat writer for the Philadelphia Inquirer. So you can read my stuff also in, in, on Inquirer.com, in the Philadelphia Inquirer, and in the Philadelphia Daily News. Now let me tell you something about uh, the Sixers and the uh, Celtics. You know, I think that through the years, I've come to appreciate the back and forth that Marcus Smart and Joel Embiid has had, right? It's one of those things where you look at it and you say to yourself, like, okay, one guy's a guard, the other one's a center. The guard doesn't back down. The center, like, looks at him like he's crazy. And it's just a rate. It's, it's good competitive. I, I like it. I mean, I do. I mean, there was a time when they almost got into it. You know what I mean? They were upset. They were about to get into it. But now I think it's more like a, a competitive banter. You know what I mean? Like, it's just one of those things where, you know, it's a rival. They're rivals. They say what they got to say. Well, yesterday, Marcus Smart brought up the fact that Joel Embiid, you know, always does he where he flares his arms and he gets foul called. And he's not the first person to, like, argue about it and complain about it. And to be honest with you, Joel knows what he's doing. He's smart. He does it. And then next thing you know, people's arms are right down there. He moves his arms. He It's like he hits you, your arms, and then the foul is called on you. And, you know, Marcus Smart basically commented about it in, in, in post-game, right? So he says, MB shot alone himself, 21 three throws. Question with a question. Our team shot... 20. Can't beat that. You know, Smart noted that the Sixers went 36 for 45 from the foul line compared to 13 for 20 for Boston. Uh, He said it's hard to win that way. It's tough, he said, especially when we've got our hands up a lot of the times and he flails and gets the call and, and down on the other end, we've got our guys attacking the rim getting a lot of contact, and we're not getting a whistle. It's tough to play like that, right? He says, if the roles were reversed, I'd do it every time. I'd be on the be on with big games too, right? Um, talking about what he meant by that is like, you know, yeah, Joel's having a big game because he's getting the call, so to speak. You know, like, you know, he says, every time I threw my arms up on every time I got touched, I'm going to the three-throw line. 
it's kind of hard to not to get into a rhythm that way when you shoot 21 three throws alone and they allow you to hack on the other end. It's tough. So MB comes back um, and responds to the comments, right? Now, Marcus Smart has a reputation um, of being, uh, you know, he has a, a rep, has a rep for, for being, uh, for being a flopper, right? So he, he has a rep for that, right? So MB says, I sure he knows himself and he knows his game too. Um, you know, he does a lot of that. And, and I, I don't think I do. I mean, you should watch basketball. And if you're a student at a game and you actually pay attention during the games, we all see every single foul. I get fouled, right? You know, um, MB said, I, so MB's talking about how he just gets fouled and this and that. He says a lot of times, you know, the refs don't call it on him because, you know, they just don't. He also says, like, you know, guys come at him harder because he's bigger, you know, this and that. It's a physical game league. And then he comes out, he says, I guess I'm just smarter than everyone else. I just take advantage of it. I just take advantage of how they are guarding me. He says, you can call that I don't know basketball IQ. Like you are going to put your hands up there. I'm going to take advantage of it, right? So it is what it is. It, it makes for a great theater. You know, these two guys, the next game, is people are going to pay close attention to it. We're going to see what Marcus Smart does. We're going to see what Joel does. But, you know, I kind of like the back and forth. I do. <laughs> I do. Um, so it is what it is. It is what it is. I'm looking forward to it. You know what else is what it is? Following this podcast and all the Locked On 76ers um, or Locked On Network podcasts. You need to do it. I'm telling you. Just subscribe to it. Anywhere you subscribe to a podcast at. You can also follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers. You can follow me on Instagram at Pompeii on Sixers and read my stuff on Inquire.com. Yesterday was kind of like an emotional day for me. You know, um, you know, I, I don't care what your political beliefs are or who do you follow. You know, I, I feel like it comes a point right now that um, we need to stop you know, having a divided country, you know, especially after yesterday. Now, I'm going to tell you this. I have a daughter, and I keep this. I talk about my daughter a lot. So I have a young daughter. And uh, yesterday, when I saw Kamala Harris um, in the inauguration, and I saw um, a lot of things that, were, that was there, it was touching to me. And the reason why it was touching to me is because, you know, you look at it and you see your daughter, you know, who's a, a black young lady. And you, not only that, she's a female. You see a female being the first female being named vice president. That was kind of moving to me. It was thrilling. I mean, because when you think of our country, you know, you think of all the years and you think of how 
it finally this happened. And you think of things that women have gone through through the years, back in the day where you had to have women's lives, equal rights, all this stuff. This right here lets every young lady know what she can be, what she can become. You know, let's face it. I mean, we're in a society where there's unequal pay. Right? I mean, unequal pay. There's a woman who does the same job as a male, but she makes less money. You know, it wasn't so long ago where you look like, I mean, think about it. I mean, it, it, you, if you see a woman doing something, you're questioning, why do you want to have this job? This is a predominantly male job. So to me, seeing all this, it, it put a tear in my eye, I'll be honest with you. It did. And then the whole inauguration was great. The great part about it to me was, it was like, it was like a healing. Yes, our country is divided. But it seemed to me like going to church and having a sermon and the preacher trying to bring everybody together. That's what it felt like to me. And there's a pride, there was a pride to be American yesterday. Because we've been through a lot these last four years. I mean, people don't want to admit it, but we have. I mean, it's been rough. I mean, think about it. You're on Facebook. You have certain people who you've known for years. For years. And you thought these people were cool. I mean, y'all were thicker than thieves, so to speak. And then all of a sudden, certain things are said, and you're like, whoa, we're on the opposite sides. People don't get along. And then yesterday, it felt like when you look at how diverse the singers were, how diverse the, you know, everyone was up on, those, on the stage, it brought chills to me. And I'm happy for my daughter to see it, to experience this. Now, again, I know there are some people out there that say, look, man, I'm not down with Biden. I'm not down with Harris. I'm not down with the Democrats. I'm not down with this. I'm not down with that. But all I'm saying is that yesterday for me, was good to see because it wasn't about who won. It wasn't. It was about what I saw up there on that stage. I saw where people are trying to unite the country. I saw where people, where there was a female who became the first female Madam Vice President. That was beautiful to me. So were all the singers. So were the speeches. So, so was that poem. Yesterday was special. Very special. I want to thank you all for listening. And have a great day. Peace.